This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with me, Sharad. Now, in our coverage of the Day One Riot recently, uh, we had uh, showed an exchange on the e-hailing ride pricing issue. Now, uh, while many passengers want to see a cap on fares, drivers worry that if the government does not uh, put in place a floor price, companies will work towards pushing prices too low in order towards uh, in order to, to attract customers. Now, the e-hailing association uh, and its activists claim that the land public transport agency also does not have a proper system to regulate fares in e-hailing applications. Currently, um, this is something that's new to many of us, I think, uh, drivers earn between 50 cents to 70 cents per kilometre, or about 25% to 35% per minute. Now, shortly, we'll be speaking to a representative of an e-hailing driver's association. But as always, we want to know what you think about this problem. Do you think uh, it's a fair solution, uh, or what do you think is a fair solution to the pricing problem and do you want a ceiling price you can call us double seven double three two nine hundred tweet us at bfm radio or send us a voice note or a message on zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine keep it here bfm 89.9 buggy free minimum bfm 89.9 the business station it's uh, 5.10. Uh, this is the evening edition. I'm Sharad Kutin. Joining us on the line, we have Ashraf, sorry, Arif Ashraf Ali, president of the yes, Grab sir. Drivers Association Malaysia. Arif, thank you yes, so much sir. for joining us. Um, more, more okay, Arif, let's start, let's start with this uh, fact. Uh, the Transport <laughs> Minister, Anthony Locke, says that there are no plans to set a uh-huh. floor ceiling price for e-hailing services. Firstly, what are your thoughts on this matter? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, previously uh, I would like to uh, get back to the, the uh, in 2015, the fare we was enjoying was a minimum of uh, 10 ringgit onwards. If you compare with the current rate now, it starts from RM4 ringgit onwards. And as low as as low as RM4 ringgit. So we are not asking for uh, something that. Uh, that will affect the whole ecosystem of the pricing itself. But we are just asking, why was previously it was as good as a uh, maximum of uh, 1 ringgit and 30 cents per kilometer and up to 75 cents per minute compared to nowadays where we are getting from around uh, 50 to 75 cents per kilometer and around 25 to 35 cents per minute. It's way too low, don't you think? Yeah, so it's very dramatic, this fall. So just your response to the Transport Minister's announcement, are you disappointed? Definitely, definitely, because we are looking for a floor price in this particular uh, e-hailing fare structure because of the newcomers. Okay, Uh, previously it was Grab and Uber. It was good. When it was Grab, uh, only Grab and Uber, it was good. When come newcomers of the e-hailing operators, they... Uh, how they uh, penetrate the market by offering a lower prices. And there is no control on these hailing operators on the fare. So they can put anything. They can even put one ringgit per, uh, per, uh, as minimum as, like I said, th- even 35 cents per, per kilometer. 
in their fair calculation. So this is absurd. This is ridiculous. Definitely, if there is no control from the government, especially from the MOT on the fair prices, especially floor price, they can put anything in there. And the one that is, uh, is uh, uh, attending to the burden will be the drivers, not the consumers. The consumers is enjoying the cheaper rides. And, you know, uh, even the insurance costs have increased. Um, and other costs, maintenance costs are also increased, even though we are still enjoying the uh, uh, sustainable um, petrol prices. However, the other cost has increased. But the fare has been going down. So this is totally, um, we will not agree if MOT doesn't want to control on the uh, floor price. We just need the floor price. Okay. If they say they, they're asking for the ceiling price, this is depends on the MOT as well. They can put floor price and ceiling price. Okay, but let's before we get into that, I did want to ask you though. Mm. I, I know that a lot of yeah. Grab drivers or uh, yeah. Asia drivers or e-hailing drivers have yeah. WhatsApp groups. There must be conversations uh, in those about this recent decision. At least at this point in time, no floor mm-hmm. price, no ceiling price. What yeah. are, what are drivers saying? How do they understand the reasons behind this particular decision? Well, they don't understand why we have been asking about this floor pricing, about this price regulation since 2017, not today. Today, we are pushing to the limits where there must be a barrier on the fair prices because of, you know, the drivers have to work more and then there is, there is uh, you know, what I've been discussing inside, inside the WhatsApp group is they have to work more. Everyone is saying that the fair is not fair at all. <laughs> it's not fair for them. It's not it's fair. Not it's not a fair thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's, it's not worth doing the e-healing services by getting this kind of fare from the e-healing operators. And then we are talking also the maximum grab have been charging 20% commission. Other company must uh, uh, have uh, charged lower commission intake. We are talking about 9%, some maybe 10 or 15%. Okay, fine. However, if the price is low, even though the commission is low, it's still it's still the same. It's, it's the same situation. It's not giving the, the a better life to the drivers. Arif, I want to ask you this, because you said it was not worth a driving if these are the prices. I wonder if yeah. there has been or is any evidence to show that drivers are leaving companies because of this particular drop in uh, fare structure. Well, when you talk about leaving, of course, some drivers are full-time. They don't have any other alternatives to find uh, money, you know, to work. They don't have other work to do. So some of the unreasonable prices uh, trip will, you know, uh, have you heard about the word Sidai? So basically, they were just keep hanging on. They will not move. They will not budge. They will just stay there. And maybe they will just wait the customer to cancel the ride just because of the price is not suitable. Or not not uh, following their will. So basically, maybe they are not. They will not leave the the, the apps. So uh, one of the things that they will do is just that uh, maybe they go offline, or they will just uh, keep the customers hanging and customer uh, waited and try and end up the trip we cancel and there's no trip completed. So this will this is the real scenario happen in between the riders and drivers. So. Once the uh, customer cancel or even the driver cancel, and the demand will, the search will go up for the particular trip. 
And what will happen is instead of 10 ringgit, it will rose up maybe uh, up to 15 or 20 ringgit. So when the price is reasonable for the drivers to take for the trip, so maybe the trip will be completed. This will, will, will what happen lah. In the real scenario. Yeah, and I know there is going to be a dispute between drivers and passengers mm. about what is a reasonable fare. But let's let's uh, continue with uh, understanding how drivers experience these particular systems, right? So uh, at the current uh, fare structure, how do drivers plan their routes? I mean, or max to maximize the income. Are there times in which they're driving more or times that they will decide that they won't drive because of the particular fare structures that are available mm. now? Well, uh, the trend of the drivers driving, basically, maybe they have to drive earlier. So maybe they go out as four, as five, six a.m. in the morning. You know, the most, uh, the most, uh, the best uh, time to earn is always when there is no LRTs, there's no taxis, there's no buses, there's no other public transportation in the world at a particular time. So that will be the best time to start of the day. However, when it comes to the peak hours, when the peak hours is, the, the fare is not good, the drivers might tend to go offline. So maybe they will find something subtle like, you know, after the uh, off-peak hours, so our non-peak hours, whereby you know, there's less traffic and then there's a shorter distance and, and so on. So and on how they, they can maximize their income is always more working hours. We are talking about 14 or maybe 16, even 16 hours. Or even they just sleep in the car. So when they are up, they continue to work again. As long as they achieve the target, then only they will come back home. Yeah, so, so the that, quality of living, the quality of driving, uh, and then, yeah, the quality of service definitely will go down. You talk about, you know, hours of hours of driving, and you can see the mood of the driver will, you know, change a little bit. And how they entertain the riders will be affected. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's unsustainable. It sounds unsustainable. Mm. I do want to ask mm. you about this. It seems to be a kind of a, um, an odd return to a kind of nostalgia for the old taxi days. So people are comparing e-hailing uh, fare structures to what taxis uh, did before or, or, or mm-hmm. were limited by, right? And so, uh, and I also understand from reports that have come out that, in fact, when there's a price surge in, you know, during rush hour, people are, mm-hmm. in fact, turning to the traditional taxi metered taxis as an alternative. And so there have been some numbers coming out on that. I do want to ask you, though, uh, you know, whether there is a need to change the the way we calculate fares, uh, if we mo- move from uh, the time for, from a distance issue to a time based issue, would that help uh, in terms of charging customers more fairly or accurately? Well, uh, basically, when you're comparing a taxi fare structure and the e-hailing fare structure, of course, it's a two different method whereby uh, the fare is calculated by the uh, design meter and also uh, calculation is based on the kilometer and also the time. So when, when, when the meter stops... Uh, running, so the time will, will start counting, you know, that kind of thing. And when it's uh, after 12 midnight, there will be a in- fair increase of 50%, whereby the e-healing is based on the price search. And not apps have this kind, uh, this kind of uh, uh, calculation method, whereby I believe Grab have the best uh, calculation method in terms of peak hours, but not the non-peak. 
On peak, when you say when the price surge, it's actually, it's not that it's too high or too low. It is basically on the time that the driver have to spend to go and pick up the customer and also the time they have to complete the trip. Even though it's just a 15 kilometer, but it takes one and a half, hour and a half just to complete the trip. So if the price goes up to maybe uh, 50% more or even 70 or 80% more, it should be worth for the drivers to spend the time and effort to complete the trip. Yes. So if you say that uh, what kind of method, you know, the best is always, it will be calculated based on time. The driver have to complete it. And also the pickup uh, distance. So sometimes there is no driver available driver. When you talk about e-hailing, it's always on demand. So when there is no near uh, nearby available drivers, so the scope of the job will open to maybe the next radius. Maybe we're talking about from one kilometer up to five kilometer or even ten kilometer. So when you talk about pickup distance, so this will be extra cost for the drivers. So sometimes the price surge is just to cover up the extra cost that will be borne by the driver. Do, you know, Arif, do you think in your experience uh, passengers recognize this, that they recognize that the distance it takes from a, for a driver to come from when they get the job to the pickup point? Do they, do they understand? Of course, because you can see on the GPS where is the driver coming from, how many minutes that he could arrive at the pickup location. And also, after that, uh, he already picked up the the uh, rider. The rider can see how how uh, how many minutes and how many kilometers to the next de- destination. Everything is inside the application. You can see it interface. No issue on the driver. The rider doesn't know hey, where is the driver. Where is the driver coming from? What time? And then all uh, estimation has been given in the application. So the rider is aware about the driver's whereabouts when okay. they, when I mean when the booking has been accepted. Right, and so maybe they have to be attentive to that. I want you maybe to turn to the question of passengers. Right now, we can just have a look mm-hmm. at their perspective. So uh, okay. there have been calls uh, by customers for a ceiling mm-hmm. price to be introduced. Now, mm-hmm. and I know the government has said they won't introduce a ceiling price, but if mm-hmm. they did, what would the impact be on drivers? Well, if there is a ceiling price on the fare, so there will be unfairness and justify on some trips that actually acquires the price edge in order to compensate the extra mileage or extra time that have to be completed by the drivers. So when there is a ceiling price, it's supposed to be go up to 50 and it's locked up to 30 ringgit. So the 20 ringgit are supposed to cover the extra expenses. But now the drivers are losing on that particular part. So when the when the customer says that oh it's it's too expensive, it's it's um, uh, it's uh, uh, higher than what normally that they book. So it depends on the time, on the traffic, and there is a lot of factor that is calculated before the application uh, advise the fare to the customer, and the customer can see the fare in advance. And they can, like, you know, we have a lot of yelling operators. So they always uh, find alternatives. So maybe, like you said, instead of going for yelling or Grab or Asia, right, might as well I just take a cab, which is cheaper, much cheaper than I paying to Grab. If you so could find one, that is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is no issue. I mean, like, we are not competing with the taxi. No, we are not. We are basically... Because we, are, uh, we believe, all the yelling drivers believe, they give a better service. 
It's not that uh, Not even similar with the taxi Or maybe better than the, the taxis Okay But that... sometimes because of this spare issue You know It's it's hard for them to You know Give better So they will just give Okay you're paying this This much of price I'm giving you this kind of services That, that, that kind of uh, Mindset That has been You know Trolling out into WhatsApp group For your information Yeah okay <laughs> Now previously uh, Fares to KLI Were a flat rate of 90 ringgit per trip And now it's down to 65 yeah. How right. have prices changed Over the years Just a quick Oh Okay This is the flat rate given by the Grab application, by the Grab app. If you go to other apps, they even go down up to uh, down to 20, 35 ringgit or even 45 ringgit. And there is some drivers that, you know, they don't mind collecting this fare. So by other apps, I would love to mention the app, but, you know, you might, you can find any apps that is offering lower than whatever the Grab is offering now. So because of this price difference, Uh, it's affected for the Grab drivers, especially when, you know, they are supposed to, you know, get 90 instead of 65. But now even 65 is hard. It's something that you are really hard to get. You, you'll be entertained by this 35 and 45. And somebody, some driver will pick this up because of maybe they have another job there or they just want to go to the airport to find another job from airport. Uh, to the other, I mean, to to uh, to KL for for instance. So, basically, because of this price war, it's really affecting the market. And yeah, the driver is really felt the pinch every single time when new yelling operator comes into the market. This is the scenario. And yes, uh, for the Grab uh, users, you know, they they still enjoy the 65 ringgit and so on. However, the 65 ringgit is still too low compared to like. This RM90 ringgit was uh, two, was 2015, and even at 2015, the taxi fare was 85 ringgit to 110 ringgit for airport trips. 90 ringgit is even lower than that. Thank you very much, Arif, for you know mm-hmm. enlightening us on the um, yes. the situation for drivers in the e-hailing yeah. space. Thank you so much for joining us. Most welcome, sir. Most okay. welcome, sir. I hope this news that you bring up uh, will give us the shine to all the drivers, especially on their benefits and their welfare, sir. That's the only main concern, our concern uh, at this point right now. That was Arif Ashraf Ali, president of the Grab Drivers Association Malaysia. Now, if you have thoughts on what would be a fair price uh, for e-hailing and what, and if you agree with the idea of a sailing price, let us know. You can call us on double seven double three two nine hundred, or tweet us at BFM Radio, or send us a voice note or WhatsApp at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. Be free minded, BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.38. Uh, this is the evening edition. I'm Sharad Kutten with you. We've been talking about uh, e-hailing services. And we want you to uh, tell us what you think is a fair solution to the pricing problem. And do you want a um, ceiling price as a form of regulating prices for passengers at least. Now, you can call us, 7733-2900. You can tweet us at BFM Radio or send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. We do, in fact, have a caller. Bernard, thank you very much for calling. What are your thoughts? Okay, uh, market rates. I mean, market forces should dictate rates, okay? If there are too many drivers all rushing for one job, of course, the rates will go down. Okay. But if there are not enough drivers, the rates will go up. 
So end of the day, right, instead of depending on the government to control rates and all that kind of things, let market forces dictate. Okay, Bernard, can I ask you this, though? You know, we I know as an abstract uh, principle, that sounds really great, market forces, but we're actually talking about an algorithm that's produced by a company. We don't have a real look inside that box when it comes to the algorithm. Do, are you confident that the algorithm reflects market rates? Uh, well, at the moment, considering the amount of drivers that, that uh, in e-healing, uh, I guess so. Okay, if, so you, if there be limited drivers, right, then they have no choice but to increase the rates to attract more new drivers to join them. Right. So you think it's a fair system? Yep, it's a fair. Look, at end of the day, right? Like I said, market forces should apply. Okay, if there are too many drivers and uh, not enough demand, of course the price will go down. But if there are lots of demand and not enough drivers, of course, of course the price will go up. Thank you so much, Bernard. Uh, we also have this voice note from uh, Ganapati. I'm listening to your conversation on the Grab. I'm one of the uh, Grab driver recently, just about two weeks ago. But I think uh, somehow it makes sense because I'm, I have a two-pet shop and I actually let someone else to run for 650 per hour. And I think I'm making about $20 per hour, minus all these things. Minus uh, rental and minus the Grab's uh, uh, profit. I think I'm making about $20 per hour. Ganapi, that's very interesting. And, you know, I'd love to hear from more Grab drivers and how people uh, think about, you know, the difference between costs and what how, what profits are reasonable to make. Ganapati, you're not the first um, driver and e-hailing service that I've spoken to who says that they have another business and then they tell me how exactly they rationalize their decisions, right? And so there's a certain wisdom, I think, in the, uh, in the populace, in people like to call it the free market, you know, whatever it is, they, people have a certain wisdom about numbers, about finances, and it does sound like grab drivers uh, make that determination for themselves. The question is, should government come in and regulate? And what exactly should the government regulate? So we had this um, uh, uh, message from Valerie. She says, I don't think uh, the Ministry of Transport should interfere in how businesses want to price their services or products. If the e-hailing companies want to set super low prices to entice riders, they should be able to do so and instead subsidize the drivers. If the fare structure is not fair to drivers, then the driver should stop driving with that particular e-hailing company. Once the e-hailing company has less drivers, it will impact their service offerings and they will adjust their e-hailing prices accordingly accordingly and work out something with drivers. Valerie, yeah, I think you've said it in a nutshell. Uh, that is exactly how we expect the market to work, right? We expect the, the free market to, in fact, make um, all stakeholders benefit to some extent and so that they want to continue to participate. The question is, Valerie, um, if there is a role for the Ministry of Transport, what would it be? Would it, for instance, be 
preventing monopolies. And private monopolies do happen. Uh, some private companies can dominate. They might not have, a, strictly speaking, a monopoly, but they can come to dominate a particular segment uh, of the market. And that might actually lead them to practices that are neither fair nor good for all the stakeholders involved. So I think that is something we should consider. Uh, we also have this message from Azami. He says, Deja vu. E-hailing drivers are becoming the taxi drivers of yesterday, asking for higher fare, manipulating the journey, etc. We welcome e-hailing last time, but now we are back to square one. Malaysian culture, die hard. And uh, how about making it obligatory for e-hailing drivers to get taxi cab license? Fair, right? Uh, as I mean, I think, in fact, there are some levels of um, regulations with regard to e-hailing drivers. They do seem to have to conform to some of the um, regulatory demands that are made on taxi drivers as well. But I understand what you're saying, Azami, in the sense that Mm, we have now come so far from the days of taxis, and I know because I'm a trans public transport person, I don't drive myself, and and there were many bad practices uh, in the old days, and we were actually very glad to see the back of the taxis because of the kinds of uh, problems there, including the fact that these companies that were given access to uh, fleets of taxis became the ones that were also manipulating their workers, so, uh, sorry, their drivers, right, and charging high rentals and such. So there, there, there were problems in the old system. The question is, there are problems in the new system. It does seem like every system creates its own uh, level of problem. The, uh, are we progressing, though? Are we getting better at creating a system in which all the stakeholders benefit? We had this uh, from Edward. Now, Edward says, we are a capitalistic economy. Supply and demand drives prices up or down. Drivers need to make up for the lower rates they get uh, during off-peak hours. Consumers are sensitive to pricing, need to consider them consider alternatives such as carpool rights. Government or the uh, Ministry of Transport needs to subsidize new technology like this uh, bus on demand, a rapid uh, transit system. Uh, Edward, you're absolutely right. I think that's one of the... Um, I think the chief ways that the government can intervene, not so much in the pricing, but in enabling uh, alternatives for people, right? So that you don't become captive of a particular company or a set of companies that provide a certain service. And in the Klang Valley and, you know, in urban centers, we do need more uh, options. And I, I've heard and, in fact, interviewed uh, someone about the bus on demand. It's a very interesting uh, technological solution because it relies on uh, artificial intelligence, it, it relies on the kind of massive data crunching that can happen so that you can provide buses, not as we had before, on schedule or, you know, on a route, um, more likely not on schedule, but on a route that, you know, and we all hope and pray that the bus will come. Uh, so that all these new ways in which we can, in fact, um, you know, do better with regard to uh, public transport. So uh, I think, you know, we're continuing to have this conversation. If you have thoughts about what can be done to improve the pricing problem, uh, and if you are in favor of a price ceiling for passengers or a floor price, for drivers. Tell us what you think. You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at 018 789 or tweet us at BFM Radio.
Best Flipping Moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, it's 5.51. We're talking about um, e-hailing services and what's a fair price point. I, Sharad, if you don't know who I am, uh, I've I've always said on air, publicly declared that I'm a public transport person and never driven a car in my life. And um, I've gotten around the Klang Valley um, and I think over the last three decades uh, have seen, uh, you know, tremendous change in our public transport offerings. And so this conversation is actually very uh, close to my heart. So we're asking you, uh, what do you think is a fair solution to the pricing problem? Do you want a ceiling price for passengers? Do you think it's fair to have a floor price for drivers? So you can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. You can tweet us at BFM Radio, or you can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. Now, quite a few messages have come in. Uh, let me take this uh, from... Uh, Winston. The government must recognise gig workers. Uh, Taxis have a ceiling price, so why not e-hailing operators? Can't they have the ceiling price as well? E-hailing companies are manipulating drivers to drive more and more. So, Winston, I agree with you. We're all talking about fairness. What what is just for all the stakeholders? I think the ceiling price is really a demand that's now being made by passengers. They want to see prices not surge beyond a particular point. during the day, well, uh, drivers are looking at a floor price, right? The floor, the floor price means that companies can't push their prices down so low that's bo- that it becomes attractive for passengers, but in fact does, and what it does is cannibalizes the, the wages of those drivers. And so Valerie, I think earlier, had mentioned that if companies do that in order to track uh, uh, riders, what they should do is to compensate drivers, right? So you have a low price, but you compensate your drivers at the back end. Now, we also have this from Anon. Anon says, uh, rates must be based on time, not mileage. During off-peak hours, one kilometer per minute, but during peak hours, it can be uh, 0.4 kilometers per minute. The algorithm still needs to be fine-tuned and improved with more variables or parameters. And I think, Anon, you're absolutely right, because we are talking about an algorithm. We are talking about a complex set of factors that are determining pricing. Um, Many of us, even if we could peek inside that machine, might not know how to understand it. Uh, But I think many of us, like me, take it on a daily basis, take hailing services or take the MRT or whatever, um, have an intuitive sense of what is a fair price for the distance we're going, or have an intuitive sense of, um, uh, of what happens when it rains, or what happens when it's a festive it's a festive season so we all know that things change and will allow for uh, for that right in terms of pricing and I think uh, that is where we're headed Can, question is how do you institutionalize that so we do have a um, voice uh, sorry we have a call from Anon Anon thank you very much um, uh, for joining us what are your thoughts hi um, I'm actually a grab driver and and, you know, I just want to share that um, the price that is given is uh, that, that, let's say, the customer sees is not actually the, the, the fare that the driver receives because there is some commission that is goes back to the e-hailing operators. 
And also, there's also a cost of us picking up the passengers. There's a distance for us to pick up the passengers. And looking at Klang Valley when it's rain, now it's raining, and, uh, you know, congestion is getting uh, worse and worse. You know, sometimes it even takes even uh, 15 to half an hour just to just to pick up the passenger. So I think the important thing is while we're discussing about fare, it's, it's important to see what fare is actually... Um, uh, is, is actually uh, fair for the drivers. We also need to take care of the petrol that we need to fill in every day. Like for me, I need to fill it every day. And also the frequency of the car going to the service as well. You know, reaching a 10,000 kilometers is quite fast compared to a private car or the one that you use for going back to office or going home. So that's, that's the point I want to make now. Uh, uh, can I ask you though, how long have you been driving? I've been driving more than five years, actually. And have you seen a market drop in your income from driving, assuming that everything else is uh, equal? Um, yes. For me, it, it, it has dropped. I think the... Uh, and, um, uh, you know, it, we, it's, it's a bit difficult to achieve the target that I set myself. Right. Okay. Thank you very much, Anand, for sharing your thoughts. I mean, uh, I'd love to hear from drivers. I think you understand, in some ways, what many of us, us passengers don't, right? It is the complex costs of a particular ride, the, the journey to the pickup point, uh, the question of traffic jams and how much it costs in terms of patrol to be idling in a traffic jam. So all these, I think, amount to um, what would be a just solution. Uh, y says a ceiling price would not work. There are too many variables. Uh, Grab should introduce a function to allow passengers to consciously agree to an increase in price if they are allowed to search uh, for available drivers from a larger radius, say for within five kilometers or 10 kilometers from their pickup location. Also, an algorithm to determine a lower rate if there are more available drivers within the selected radius and vice versa. Why? I mean, you point to a real conundrum, which is the complex um, factors that go into determining what a price may be. But I have, in my personal experience, noticed that many drivers come from great distances. Um, I could still get a very reasonable price. So I don't know uh, whether this is um, fair, but I mean, I accept it because, you know, it, it, it clearly benefits me. So self-interest is driving my choices. I do... I uh, have a, a hack. I, I have two apps. I open both of them. I look at the prices. And I also look at the time it would take for the driver to get to me. All that determining which company I go with. Uh, well, thank you all for sort of uh, adding to this interesting conversation on e-hailing services. Uh, after the news, we're going to be looking at um, your city and how it can imp be improved. And we're going to have uh, two MPBJ councillors. That's the Majapah Bandaran Pataling Jaya. They're going to be talking about quality of life, what the council has been providing and how you as a resident of Pateling Jaya can contribute to the betterment of your environment. So stay tuned for that. Remember, this is Talk Back and you can always uh, join us by calling. It's double seven double three two nine hundred. You can WhatsApp us uh, at our U-Ball, sorry, at our uh, number 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9. 
the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.